power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. As your word is about to come forth, we pray that you open our hearts, open our spirits, let the word come forth with power, let it encourage somebody, let it instruct somebody. Thank you, Lord, that the heavens are open. In Jesus' name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord? Oh, clap like you are alive this morning. Hallelujah. We thank God for second service. Amen. Yeah. How many of you are ready for the word? How many of you are ready for the word? For some of you to be part two, part two, part two. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm going to share what I shared in the first service. But trust me, you hear things you didn't hear in the first service. Amen. Yeah, so it's like a top up for those of you who were in the first service. Amen. Right. So I'm going to speak to you on word of entitled trust and obey. Everybody say trust and obey. Say it again. Trust and obey. Hallelujah. How many of you understand God fully? <laughs> you, you didn't hear that one in the first service, did you? <laughs> How many of you understand God fully? Like you understand God totally. Like you have figured God out. Yeah. It is impossible to do that. Tell somebody it's impossible. Hallelujah. It is impossible. We can never understand God completely. We can know God. But to understand him completely is impossible. And the reason for that is that God's level and our level are two different spheres, two completely different worlds altogether. And sometimes, simply because we don't understand God, we bear grudges against Him, especially when things don't go the way we expect them to go, especially when we believe Him for a particular thing and He ends up not doing it, or He does something else completely. But At the end of the day, we just have to trust and obey him. Hallelujah. Trust him that whatever he does has a good reason behind it. He says, the plans I have for you are plans of good and not evil. God can never have evil plans for you. God can never do you evil. God can never do you in. Everything God does is for a good reason. It's just that sometimes our understanding doesn't reach that level for us to be able to comprehend and appreciate what God does but you see one of the things we need to learn as christians is to count our blessings amen we need to learn to count our blessings it's something we don't do it's like we 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 tend to look at, at at what we didn't get we tend to look at what god did not do but when we take our time to look at what god has done you realize that god is indeed a good god hallelujah when you think that way your level of anger against God. You know it's possible to be offended in God. I'm sure there are people sitting here today who are offended with God because they have questions that have not been answered. I was telling somebody recently that even me as a pastor, I have questions for God. 
there are a lot of things I have put down that when I go to heaven, not if I go to heaven, when I go to heaven. Somebody say, when I go to heaven. Oh, you don't believe you go to heaven. Say, when I go to heaven. Yeah, I'm going to ask God for private audience to ask him some questions. I need answers. Hallelujah. I need answers. We need to learn to count our blessings. You see, your smile is the dream of that depressed person. There are people who can't afford a smile. Because they, they are depressed. The whole world looks like it's coming to crumple upon them. Your smile is the dream of that depressed person. Your home is the dream of that homeless person who is lying at Makola with a basin as her pillow. We are complaining that your pillow is too hard. And you are complaining that the, the cotton in your pillow is coming out. You want orthopedic pillow because your neck is paining you. If you were to be sleeping on a what you call a basin, you know basin, the one the Kaya you people use. For most of them, that is their pillow. They just stand it up and put some cloth on it. The cloth they use to listen and they sleep. At the mercy of the mosquito and rapists at night. That home that you are complaining about, it is the dream of the homeless person. Your health is the dream of that person who is on four, five, six, seven medications a day. If they say take vitamin, vitamin B complex, a day cries a problem. There are people who are working pharmacy, so every category of drug they are taking some. So your health is the dream of that person who is not well, that person who is on admission in the hospital. The fact that you can walk around freely, you can run around freely. There's somebody who can't afford to do that. That some way by hard job that you are complaining about is the dream of that jobless person. Somebody who just even pay a bribe to be where you are to have that job. And so we need to count our blessings. Hallelujah. You see, today my whole aim is, is to get you not to be offended with God. There's a lot of blessing in not being offended with God. The Bible says, blessed is he that is not offended in me. Jesus said that thing when John the Baptist got offended. Because John the Baptist had expectations of, of Jesus Christ. So, ah, upa, you have bought you introduction. Me, my boy, introduction, mega powerful introduction like that. I have even put my own ministry on the line by saying that you are greater than me. And that even your shoelace, I'm unworthy to untie. Hey, how many people get that kind of endorsement from somebody who was on the scene before they came? Most of the time, those who are on the scene, if you are coming up, they will rather suppress you kill your ministry so that they alone will be the superstars but this is somebody who had introduced jesus christ he had expectations of jesus he was arrested and put in prison and he was expecting jesus to at least come and visit him even if he won't come and use his powers to open the gates of the prison for him to escape because i mean he had heard of the things jesus had done he believed if jesus came and waved his hand all the guys would fall asleep they would just come and open you say walk out so when he was in prison, Jesus was not coming. Jesus was not doing anything. He started doubting. He was offended. He said, is that the one we are expecting or we should expect another? That was when Jesus sent him a message. That blessed is he who is not offended in me. I pray that you will not be offended with God. Hallelujah. Whatever God does, just trust and obey. And know the fact that he has your best interest at heart. 
The song says, trust and obey for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. There are a lot of people, they are Christians, but they are not happy simply because they are trying to understand everything. They are trying to have an understanding of everything. God didn't call us to understand him. He called us to know him. And part of knowing him is understanding that you cannot understand everything about God. Is it Deuteronomy 29, 29? There's some 9-9 somewhere. He said, the secret things are for God. It's not everything that is meant for us to know. If you accept some of these basic facts, you enjoy your relationship with God, you will enjoy your Christianity better. Stop trying to analyze everything. Stop trying to understand everything. Your level of intelligence will not reach God's level of intelligence. I was telling them in the morning that, look, look at a human being so complex. Look at God's level of intelligence. It's taking us millennia to try and discover and understand the things God did at creation. Creating a human being. Krebs cycle, glycolytic pathway, all these plenty, plenty things that happen biochemically in the human body. Anatomy hasn't even come in. Physiology, all the things that are coming together to, to make the human being work is taking us years. And even the years of work, somebody starts and somebody comes to build on and build on and build on before, like we have a semblance of an understanding of what God did. God's level of intelligence is way, way, way higher than us. So we cannot understand God fully. Whenever we go on that tangent of trying to understand God, we start a fight with God. We start a war with God which we will never win. And as I said in the morning, the only person who wins when we try to fight God is Satan. He's the only one who wins. He's the only one who benefits. When we start questioning God, when we start asking questions, you won't get answers to all the questions you ask. Just take it from me today. Hallelujah. You will not get answers to all the questions. That's why Proverbs chapter 3, from verse 5 to 6. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Let's read Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not part of your heart. Oh, don't trust with your atrium and leave the ventricle. Every part of your heart, global trust. <laughs> trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Say, understanding. He said you shouldn't lean on your own understanding. Why? Because your understanding is limited. Your understanding of this super intelligent being is limited. Even in medicine, sometimes when your bosses are taking certain decisions and your level of intelligence hasn't reached there, you think this is foolish. Ah, why, 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 why should they discharge this patient? Why should we discontinue this thing? But sometimes they've seen what you've not seen. They know what you don't know. They've experienced what you've not experienced. God was there before all of us were. In fact, he's the self-existing one. So nobody can tell his age. And you, how old are you? 20-something years, 30-something years, 40-something years. And you, you, you want to understand him fully. You cannot. It is impossible. There's somebody who can put one trillion cells together and form a human being. And each cell is a whole chemical factory on its own. Doing chemical reactions and things. And all of these things are coming together to cause a human being to stay alive. He is a super intelligent being. He is too much for us. And Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8. Let's hear Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8. Isaiah 55 8. Isaiah 55 8. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. The things you think about are not the things God thinks about. So in your mind, oh, 
it makes sense that this thing should happen this way the way god thinks is different from the way you think hallelujah his thoughts are not our thoughts today i want that thing to sink into your head god doesn't think the way you think the way you are thinking that oh god should let this thing happen that all may see and give glory to god he doesn't see it that way he sees things in like 100 dimensions you just have one dimension i'll see he has considered so many things at the same time that you you can't consider if you are even given two thousand years that's why you just have to trust him even though the thing might look like it's bad the bible says the plans i have for you are plans of good and not evil so no evil can proceed out of god no evil can proceed out of god no matter how bad the situation is as far as god is concerned and the bible says his ways are perfect there's nothing wrong with his ways there's nothing wrong with the things he does you just have to trust him and you just have to obey hallelujah i remember i had a patient many years ago and this boy was a muslim that the younger brother had gotten to convert to christianity and he was diagnosed with one of the leukemias so this younger brother who was very spiritual very very like deep christian he used to come to visit and stay with him and pray with him like he was happy he had gotten his brother converted and then suddenly the condition changed and one afternoon sadly the, the gentleman was um, about 22 years old this brother was like 20 years 19 years the condition changed and the gentleman passed away I was then the nurses called me they said doc the young man says he will not allow us to take the body to the mortuary because he believes he can pray and the same god who saved his brother will bring him back to life i told them allow him give him the chance what is your problem let him pray haven't you read in the bible that god raised the dead allow him to pray at least give him that chance or give him that chance let him exercise his faith so i waited for about 30 minutes and i drove to the ward when i went there the side ward where the gentleman had been put they were waiting to do their last offices and to take him away he had his phone on and i think he had some guys with that he prays with the phone was on loudspeaker he could hear tongues coming out of the phone and he himself too was praying over his brother when I got there, the nurses thought, oh, I was just going to stop them and say, hey, gentlemen, just allow us to take their body away. I said, no, no. I stood outside. They prayed, 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 prayed for about 45 minutes. So at the point, I wanted to enter. When I was about to enter, the gentleman looked at me, the boy looked at me and said, no, like I should go out. When Jesus was going to raise Jairus' daughter, he sacked everybody. So, Charlie, maybe that's our control. Let me just humbly. No, I believe in giving people the chance to exercise their faith. You never know. Maybe God will just desire. Maybe it's just been the will of God and the guy will resurrect. Pray, 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 pray. Time was going. So I called the gentleman outside. He said, No, 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 dog. I know what you're coming to say. You don't have faith. You don't have faith. You don't have faith. I said, Okay, just go back. After a while, I realized the intensity of the prayer was just coming down. The vein with which they were praying was just coming down. So I called him. I was like, would you want to let go now 
It's like, dog, you don't have faith. You don't have faith. Now the tears were about to come. I told him, oh, I have a lot of faith. But what I want you to know is that one of the highest levels of faith you can exhibit is to trust God that whatever he does, he does for a good reason. And the gentleman just broke down. And they came and took the body away. Look, trusting God at times is higher than faith. Just trusting him that look, even if the situation looks bad, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Because as for God, we can never understand him fully. Somebody will say, oh, what, what kind of faithless message are you preaching? I will tell you the thing as it is. Paul talked about the full counsel, the whole counsel of God. I'll give you a one-dimensional kind of thing. God knows why he does the things he does. And we must just accept and give him praise for whatever he does. Hallelujah. We must just accept. Faith is a powerful thing. But as I was telling them in the morning, there's also something called hope. There are a lot of prayers we pray. We think we are praying in faith, but we are praying in hope actually. Give me the Hebrews 11 1 again, NLT. A lot of times we think we are praying in faith, but it's actually hope. We preach a lot about faith, we preach a lot about love, we don't preach a lot about hope. And even when we preach about hope, we preach it like it's faith. We are preaching. It says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope will actually happen. That's serious. So, faith is when you are actually confident. That the thing you are hoping for will happen. That is when you are exhibiting faith. So when you are not confident. That means you are hoping. Hallelujah. If I say today I hope you will come and visit me. It's different from saying I know you will come and visit me. I know you come and visit me is very powerful. It sounds very nice and psychedelic. I hope you come and visit me means that I accept that you may not come. I accept that I can't control all the the moving parts in this thing. I accept that I don't have the final say in this thing. So I hope that you are going to come. And today I want to submit to you that it is okay when you are not even 100% sure. It is okay to hope. Because the Bible also talks about hope. Hallelujah. It is fine. It's fine. It is a very, very powerful thing. What is powerless is when you are hopeless. You don't have any hope at all. But it is good to hope. Hallelujah. Hold on to the hope. While still admitting that you don't control all the moving parts. And you don't have the final say. It is a very very powerful thing. For most people the problem with God comes in when they pray about something and they don't get the results. Say oh. But I believe. Sometimes for you to have a certain level of faith. You must hear from God first. Recently I dealt with a certain couple. One of them is SC and the other is AS. And they want to get married. I told them, well, scientifically these are the permutations. You may have a sickle cell disease child, you may not. Take a decision. They were like, oh, 
we have faith <laughs> we will take the step of faith i was like i mean that's 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 powerful sometimes it's just good to know the facts on the ground they said well, we'll take the step of faith i don't know whether they've, they've actually gotten married but i mean it's, it's 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 a very very powerful thing but what i'm trying to tell you is that it's okay to hope it is fine to hope don't let anybody deceive you that oh when you are not 100 percent sure it's, it's it's bad no the bible talks about hope in hope you you are not 100 percent sure you believe but you know that you don't control every aspect of what is happening may you have hope in your life may you have hope in everything that you do may you never be hopeless in the name of jesus so most of the time people get offended with god when they pray and they don't get results they don't get answers they don't see what they want to see but you see there are a lot of dynamics when it comes to prayer and answered prayer and i want to share some of them with you god can answer your prayer in three ways and somebody too will say if i say this thing too it's faithlessness but i'm telling you the reality god answers every prayer but it's not every answer that is yes to what you are asking him to do hallelujah god can say yes to your prayer god can say no to your prayer and god can say wait to your prayer it's as simple as that how many of you have prayed and god has said yes to your prayer before let me see by hand hey some of you god has never answered any prayer i prophesy that in the coming week god will answer a prayer for you how many of you have prayed and god has said no how many of you god said no it's like complete no Call go <laughs> take your matter go <laughs> how many of you have prayed and on hindsight you know that god said wait hallelujah and they all answers so god answers every prayer hallelujah so god answers all of our prayers there are reasons why god will say no to your prayer request and one of the reasons is that your prayer is not according to the will of god that's point number one for your prayer to be answered by God, the prayer must be according to the will of God. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. 1 John 5, 14. 1 John 5, 14. It says, and this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask him anything according to his will, everybody say according to his will. According to the, his will, he heareth us. A lot of times we leave that part in yellow out when we are quoting but it has to be according to the will of god so how do we get our will to be perfectly aligned to the will of god so that we can have 100 percent answered prayer because that is the only situation under which you have 100 percent answered prayer when everything you ask god for it is already in his will it comes by knowing him very intimately by working closely with him by you see when you are close to somebody you feel the person's heartbeat when you are that intimate with her, you feel the person's heartbeat. You know what is God's heartbeat. You know what makes God's heart beat fast. You know what makes God angry. You know what excites God. When you know God to that point where it's like what you wish for yourself is in complete alliance or alignment with what God wants for you. That's the only time you have 100% answered 
answered prayer until you get there god has the right to edit whatever prayer you pray he has the right to decide that this one i'll give it to you this one i'm not going to give it to you hallelujah it has to be according to the will of god and that is what we must understand and accept it's not everything you ask god for that will be in his will it's not because he's a wicked god it's not because he doesn't love you it's simply because it is not in his will and his will is perfect god's will is perfect in your limited logic you may think ah but this one rather is a better option if god does it this way rather it's 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 better you know but that is in your limited logic in your limited understanding in the morning, I gave them an analogy that a child was going to be given an injection, was sick, was going to be given an injection of a drug. And she didn't want to have the injection. She said, ah, if you are going to give me an injection, I don't like the injection. The injection is painful. Give me the thing that you are going to put in the screen. Let me drink it. And that is it. That is a child's limited understanding. And compared to God, our understanding is so limited. Like, it's like we don't know anything. You see, the, the new creation theories will tell you that when you become born again you get into the class of god it is true we get into the class of god but in the class you you sat or the class you, you are sitting in in class right now are you all on the same level we're all in the same class oh there are some people when they get 80 percent, they cry others when you get 60 you throw a party same level we are in the same class but we are not on the same level some people distinction is what they are learning for somebody wants ppp pentos phosphate pathway pass 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 that's what they are looking for somebody too is hoping against repetition that oh if i'm referred it's fine by the end of the day i must move on to the next level like we all have different expectations are you getting the point i'm making even though becoming born again puts us in the class of God, God is sitting right on, in fact, way on top of that class. Way, 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 way on top of that class. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. So when in your limited understanding, you think, oh, this thing makes sense. God looks at you and says, oh, look at you. You are just seeing the thing from one angle and you are, you are talking so confidently. I can see so many things at the same time. I can even see the end from the beginning. I can even go into the future. Like, he's a multidimensional God. And if you have such a God in your life, you must just rest in assurance of the fact that he's in control and he knows what he's doing. If you have sat in a plane before, you trust the pilot when they make those announcements that you can't even hear they have some way they talk like every plane you sit in the same we are fifteen thousand feet above sea level blah 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 they're telling you are fifteen thousand twenty thousand feet above sea level you see the distance between you and the ground if something should go wrong <laughs> and you should fall you will die even before you get to the ground but you are able to relax and sit down and in spite of the possible dangers and all of those you don't go asking the pilot how do you keep that plane in the air how is it that this big thing can stay in the air and gravity will not put it down and you don't ask questions you just trust you just obey the pilot and you stay in the the plane and it takes you to your destination i want to suggest that you do the same with god 
don't ask god too many questions just know that he knows what he's doing just sit in fasting your seat belt and 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 just take the ride and just like the plane there are times when there's turbulence and you wonder hey charlie this guy doesn't know what he's, he's doing Sometimes when there's turbulence like that, you look at the air hostesses and they, and they seem very fine, like as if nothing. So when the plane is doing like that, so they, they are fine. So in, in, in taking God's plane, there'll be times when there'll be turbulence, but still trust that he knows what he's doing. He has navigated that path with so many people. Many people have trusted in him to take them on that eagle's wing. So believe that he'll do the same for you. Hallelujah. No matter how shaky the the, 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 the flight may be, no matter how turbulent the days may be, just trust God. Just trust God. His will is perfect. So when you pray and God doesn't answer, just know that it was for a good reason. There are some prayers you prayed in the past. If God had answered them today, if God had answered them, your life would have been differently bad. Mm, I won't say your life would have been different because you think different can mean better differently bad your life would have been very very bad that boy that you cried and fasted and prayed over now you see him and like hey God I thank you Lord I thank you so when God doesn't answer the prayer give him thanks hallelujah because there is a good reason and you see he's god he can decide to one day let you know why he didn't answer and he can decide that i won't let you know just trust and obey me that i did the best for you hallelujah you see when you analyze it we don't have any reason to be angry with god we don't we know too little our mind is too limited in fact our spirits are too limited for us to even question god his ways are perfect where God sits, everything fits in nicely like a perfect jigsaw puzzle. In spite of how you will see it, it is perfect. And that is the best that could have been. Any other thing wouldn't suffice. If God had answered Jesus' prayer in the garden of Gethsemane, to take the cup of suffering away from him so that we we'll cancel the cross no crucifixion no death of jesus christ where will you and i be because you see jesus was praying that prayer out of emotions he was emotional his physical body had been beaten physically he was down emotionally he was down because ah, like how can the people treat me like that i'm sure he expected suffering but he now the thing over him <laughs> Where they lashed it, they lashed me. Oh, they, they lashed him, lashed him. That Roman whip, eight pronged whip with hooks at the end. And they didn't use slim men to do the lashing, macho guys. When they hit you like that, the prongs will eat into the flesh and they pull it, and it comes with flesh and blood and muscle and fat and everything. 39 lashes, they say 40 save one. Because they believe if they add the last 40, you die. So they give you 39 lashes. They give you some on your back and some on your tummy. Physically, the guy was down. Bled. Hypovolemic shock. How do I know he was in hypovolemic shock? He was thirsty. He said, I thirst. Give me water to drink. 
hypovolemia. Jesus himself looked at the whole scenario and was like, no, Charlie. Even, you see, that prayer, he even prayed it before he started the suffering. No. He could see the thing. Hey. He, he was emotional at that point. Already, you, the disciples, Peter, James, John, top three. He has taken you. Charlie, let's go and agonize. Charlie, something is coming. Home. Something is going to happen. <laughs> okay, okay, boss. You, <laughs> we are coming. You come back and they are sleeping. Can you imagine something is coming to happen to me? I call my pastors. Come to my house. Let's pray. I say, I'm going to the room. At the time I come back, they are down. Snoring. I'll be hurt. So, hey. So, Jesus was like, hey. The days when things were fine, I was multiplying bread. You wanted everybody to see that you were with me. Hey, sit here. Hey, sit here. Hey, you just uh, hey, you got two. My friend, bring one. Hey. <laughs> I'm sure Peter was a very, very hard guy. Nobody tried to balance to you know. Hey, come. I slap you right now. That guy was hurt emotionally. So sometimes when we are hurt and down emotionally like that, we can put requests before God that are off. Even Jesus fell victim to that. He put a request before God that was not in the plan. So sometimes when things happen to us acutely like that, we shouldn't rush to put our petitions before God. Let's not rush. Let's look at Ecclesiastes 5.2. Sometimes in the giddy giddy and the emotional decision, you go and ask God for something. If he doesn't do it, you are angry. But you, you asked it in a rush. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 2. It says, do not rush thy mouth. In fact, give me NLT. Give me NLT for that one. Ecclesiastes 5 2. It says, don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. Unfortunately, that was what Jesus did at that particular point. When he saw the thing coming, the human part of him. And it's okay to be human. Hallelujah. But he quickly realized that no, this request I made it out of emotional distress. He quickly he said, Father, nevertheless, let thy will be done. Hallelujah. And that is the point we must come to as human beings, as Christians, and as followers of Christ, where we lift up our hands and say, Father, let your will be done in my life. He said, Don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on earth. You, this is your level. He is he's up there. So let your words be few. Let your words be few doesn't mean pray two minutes. It means edit whatever you are going to tell God. Cut it down. Don't just bring anything at all before God. So there are times God doesn't answer our prayers because our prayers or our requests are not according to his will. And there are times when you are praying and it's not according to God's will, you can tell. I shared some of it with them in the first service that when I'm praying and the prayer is hard, it's difficult. I don't feel a flow. There are times when out of emotional agony, the prayer is difficult. Like the thing affects you so directly that you can't even pray. How many of you have been there before? Like the situation is dire, but when you open your mouth, you can't really say anything. That one is different. But there are times maybe somebody gives you something to pray about. You are praying or maybe your own matter. The prayer doesn't flow. Romans 8 26, the Bible says, What 
the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. The Holy Spirit is God. So he knows the will of God. And he's supposed to help us to pray. When a thing is not according to the will of God, he changes so small. So you realize the prayer becomes difficult. Whether you are praying in understanding or praying in the Spirit, and let me make this caveat, that if you have backsliding and you don't pray, your prayer will be difficult. You have backsliding. You, you have become fleshly. Three months, you have not prayed. You've not fasted. You've not done it. If you attempt to pray, it will be hard. Your tongues will be like a, a mower that you are trying to start. To, 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 to like that. It will be difficult. When you are consistent in prayer, when you enter the realm of the spirit, it's like the, the prayer just flows. Like that. So sometimes you, you can feel that barrier. You are praying, you don't feel this. But there are times too, you are not seeing what you are praying for happening, but there is this edge, there is this fire, there is this thing that just keeps you going. It is an indication that, look, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth, continue traveling. Very soon, you will bring forth something. Hallelujah. So sometimes when you start sensing the difficulty, and please don't mistake it with the, 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 the backsliding prayer. And when you are too emotionally drained to pray. So there are times when our prayer is just not according to the will of God. But there are times too that when whatever it is you are praying for has already been done in the spirit. You realize the fire with which you pray can just go down. It's like it's been done. You are, you are wasting prayers. I've been there so many times. And that one too comes with a certain feeling of peace in your spirit. You realize oh, the, the, the zeal to pray just goes down but then it comes with a certain inexplicable peace you don't know the thing for sure that has been done but there is this peace and there's this joy that comes inside you and this one i'm telling you personal experiences it's not leslie chapter one verse four or anything it's, it's not but i'm telling you my personal experiences at least paul when he spoke and it was his mind he told the people it's his mind this one is it's my mind i'm telling you in my personal experiences hallelujah when it's been done, you realize, oh, it's just there's just this peace and, and that zeal to continue firing just goes away like that. So one, when your prayer is not according to the will of God, it may not be answered. Two, when your prayer is for the wrong reason, you are praying for the wrong reason. Sometimes our prayer topics are strange. It reaches heaven and the, and the, and the angels say, hey, 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 we don't like this kind of prayer yet. I heard my spiritual father preaching and he said there was a church and the pastor told him that he went to preach at the church and when he was ministering he started speaking against Jezebel's spirit and spirit of Balaam. You see, this Balaam and Jezebel spirit, they are all about control. Controlling authorities and things like that. And there's a certain woman who just start, got up and started following him around as he was walking. So when he finished the administration, he asked the pastor, ah, who is this woman who was following me? He was like, hmm. This woman says, God told her that he, the pastor, is supposed to be her husband. And so she has gathered some people within the church and they have been praying against the Osofumami for her to die. If you are here and you pray that kind of prayer, you will die first. <laughs> you will be the first to go who will attend your funeral. Hallelujah. In fact, I will conduct your funeral. <laughs> so don't even attempt it. Hallelujah. 
when your prayer is with wrong motives you just want god to answer your prayer so that your enemies will be ashamed that they will see that oh the yiri baba yiri baba you have been doing is not useless god prove yourself god has nothing to prove he has not he has absolutely nothing to prove even in your life god has nothing to prove let me tell you something god has already done his best for you by giving you jesus christ there's nothing bigger god can do for you there's nothing bigger he's done his best he can fold his arms and say i don't do anything for you again and you'll be justified because that's the greatest gift anybody can look hell is not an easy place so the fact that by giving you jesus he has given you the opportunity to escape hell that's the best thing he can do for you when you are frying plantain the oil hot oil just touches your body's wash you don't go for lectures for three days imagine swimming in a lake of hot oil the lake of fire suffering forever and ever and he has taken you out of this thing by giving you his son and letting him suffer and he watching his son and his son is calling him while he's suffering and he decides he won't mind him he's already done his best for you if god doesn't give you uh, anything else he has already given you his best he has nothing to prove nothing absolutely nothing to prove sometimes just prove yourself prove yourself prove yourself it's actually a device of the devil when he went to jesus christ in the wilderness he went to this whole prove yourself if you are indeed the son of god let yourself down prove charlie you get power and you quote the scripture too he will give his angels charge over you and your foot will not be dashed against the stone prove yourself god has nothing to prove hallelujah he has nothing to prove to anybody so our prayers must be prayed in the right direction james talks about in james chapter chapter 4 verse 3 talks about praying amiss sometimes we pray amiss our prayers are amiss the reasons we are praying are not correct praying to break people's marriages and praying to break people's relationships as they are getting closer and closer to the wedding you, you intensify your prayers lord let the mother-in-law dislike her bring confusion among the two families knock their heads together angels are holding table tennis bat as you bring this prayer they smash it back to you take your prayer we don't need this kind of prayer here so your prayers must be correct prayers praying for somebody's business to spoil all because you're interested in a particular girl and the girl seems to like him and you think it's because he has money so god spoiled the business bring us all to the same level so that her eyes will open to see that the future is bright for me because the word of the lord says mark the upright man his end is glorious <laughs> you are praying amiss you see that kind of prayer is like penalties and the pole is here and you turn this way and you kick the ball you see how foolish it is extremely foolish extremely foolish praying amiss one prophet i was talking to he went to a place started a church and the place was booming he said some of the neighboring pastors have been having prayer meetings and praying against his ministry i was like really when you're all doing the same work you're all proclaiming the work of christ 
who are you praying to like is it god is it through jesus christ or is some other something that you are praying for so when you pray amiss god will not answer and you have no right to be offended with god your motives one of these i'll do a series on sin and i'll talk about motives you see there 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 hmm, you don't let me preempt the thing sin eh, we need to understand the concept of sin a lot of people are walking around feeling cool about themselves simply because they don't engage in the social sins hmm. but these are the spiritual sins wrong motives wrong ideas wrong desires you when we get there we'll talk about that one the third reason why god will not answer your prayer or he'll say no is when you walk in disobedience everybody say disobedience those who preach the hyper form of grace they make it seem like you can live your life anyhow as a believer and there are no consequences to it there are consequences to sin in the life of a christian there are consequences one of them is that one it numbs your sensitivity to the voice of god when you're in consistent sin it's difficult you will take wrong you'll be sure <laughs> you will take wrong decisions uh, oh yeah when you're supposed to go you go here you don't understand why is it that i keep making mistakes you just work on your holiness a bit because there are some sins and they coat your spirit man they put a coat of death on your spirit man and it, it reduces the sensitivity of your spirit man to god's voice and his direction that's what the bible says cleanse yourself of every filthiness of the spirit and of the flesh you cleanse yourself of filthiness of the spirit like when you were fasting you you could hear god like you could feel oh, this is what god wants me it's because you cleansed your spirit man so there are consequences for sin in the life of a christian and one of them is the fact that it makes god not hear you you see I like using my, my children as analogies. If my son offends me, I'm angry with him. But if you check his DNA after he has committed that offense, it won't change. He's still my son. Hallelujah. In the same way, when you sin, it doesn't mean your status as a child of God has changed. But during that period, I'm not fine with him. Until he has come to apologize that I'm sorry. So there's a possibility that during that time when I'm angry with him, if he comes to ask me that I want to go and buy PlayStation 5. I ask him, what is the Greek word for 5? <laughs> because at that time, I'm not fine with you. Hallelujah. Look, let, let's look at our relationship with God like a relationship. It's not a set of rules. The modern day Christians walk with God. It's a relationship. It's not a set of rules that we are obeying or disobeying. It's a relationship. So when some people say, as Christians, Christ has died for our sins, the ones we committed and the ones we will commit and everything, so there's no need for praying for forgiveness of sins. I laugh. And you know people teach that. You shouldn't pray for forgiveness of sins. Ah, if I, I, I have a certain kind of relationship with you and I've done something that I know you don't like, I must say sorry. I shouldn't say because, okay, maybe I've done something to my wife and she doesn't like I can't say because I have a covenant with her and she will not divorce me. And she said, for better, for worse. So I will not apologize because that promise we made to each other covers every other thing that I will do. 
for how many years, whatever number of years that we are going to marry. Are you getting the point I'm making? You need to apologize to restore relationship. Who said it? He said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Iniquity means wrong thoughts. Iniquity means wrong ideas. Iniquity means wrong things that we've done. They can hinder our prayers. Disobedience. And then as I shared in the morning, when you don't treat your spouse well, you also put yourself in a position where your prayers are hindered. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. First Peter 3, 7. It said, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. That means if you don't treat your wife well, you don't treat your husband well, you hinder your prayers. You can't talk anyhow to your wife. There are people who can't even be confident in the presence of their spouse. Because it's constant criticism. They never praise. Every day in this sense, eh, my friend, brother, time, time, time. Worse than when they say it in public, when people are there. Yeah, 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 look at some hair. I've been saying it, I've been saying it, I've been saying it. Now, oh, this is, this is, uh, that, that, that your soup, don't bring it to me again. Oh. Your soup that tastes like acid. I said with meat inside. I don't want to taste it. Now some people as a truth was in the The things they will say to you, you will know that the devil is real. If you don't treat your wife well and you are doing Yoruba, you are a prayer warrior, you have this your prayers, table tennis, smashing. They'll just smash it back. It's not getting anywhere. Likewise, too, if you're a woman, you don't respect your husband. If he says one, you say ten, you don't treat him well. It's the same. So there are things that actually hinder our prayers. And at the end of the day, when the prayers are not answered, we get offended with God. May God have mercy on us. Number three. So number three, that's walking in disobedience. So that is for when God says no. And then when God says wait. At times God will say wait. And when God says wait, you have to trust him and understand that he knows why he's saying wait. There are a lot of things we see in our lives as delays. Eh? But it's actually divine timing. That some of you, if God gives you a beloved today, six months down the line, you will break up. And it's a fact. Either because there are some things God needs to work on you about or there are things that God needs to work on for the person you are going to be with before the two of you can work together. It's not everything that is a fearful. We understand that juju and witchcraft are natural resources in Africa. We accept that fact. But it doesn't mean everything should be pinned on juju. Everything should be pinned on witchcraft. Everything should be, my auntie in the village, my grandmother in the village, leave them alone. Look at yourself. Look at your own life. Work on certain things. For some people, there may not even necessarily be anything to work on, but it is just not yet time for them to enter a relationship. It's as simple as that. Let's stop over-spiritualizing everything. 
and every prayer you are praying instead of channeling, channeling some into souls anyone that is sitting on my marriage anyone that is sitting on my destiny you are firing prayers to non-existent spirits and non-existent witches sometimes the, the timing is just not right I'm sure a lot of people assumed Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, was barren. Because for a very long time she wasn't having a child. She was growing. But it was divine timing because her child who was John the Baptist had to be born just a little ahead of Jesus Christ. Six months ahead of Jesus. John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus. If Elizabeth had had John the Baptist earlier, he would have started preaching earlier. And that guy, the way his mouth was, you know, his head would have been taken off before Jesus will be 30 years for him to start there will be nobody to give Jesus any introduction and to baptize him so God had to time the thing six months so John the Baptist starts ministry no, he's like he's speaking no, Jesus Christ starts no, they hand over the baton and everything works nicely but in the eyes of men hey, Elizabeth is barren she's not having a child that's why even the husband, when they said that he couldn't believe, he said, you, let me shut your mouth. Eh? Otherwise, you use your mouth to spoil the miracle that I'm about to perform. God, the woman had, had grown old, like they had waited, they had tried. When God says wait, he has a good reason why he says wait. Abraham, God told him, you'll be father of many nations. And God said, wait, wait for my promise to be manifested. Sometimes we try to help God. We try to help, like one Yanko Ponde Mamin Bwao. Let me help you. Let us cooperate. Let us reason together. Let us join forces. Can you join forces with God? That your small force. That your small power. No, no, no. Allow Him to do the things the way He wants to do them. We want to help God. Abraham said, God, in fact, the suggestion came from Sarah. Let's help God because He has said it. We believe it all right, but He's keeping long. My men's cry have stopped. This thing God is saying, crap. That's why when the angels came, they said, A year by this, she laughed. <laughs> Isaac means laughter. Isaac doesn't mean anything deep like that. Laughter. It's laughter. She laughed when the angel said it, that you give birth. Oh, because she didn't believe it. Looking at things physically. No, no, no. There's no way. I've stopped ovulating. I don't produce any eggs anymore. How can I get pregnant? So they decided to help God. And so they brought the plan. Okay, Abraham, go and sleep with Hagar. Abraham said, okay, okay. Man of God. <laughs> he didn't even question the, <laughs> the, the, the suggestion one bit. That look, but God has said it. Maybe he did it, but the Bible didn't. <laughs> God said, you do you let, let, let Hagar remain a me. He said, eh, yeah, I think God He's delaying too much. So she was expecting Ishmael to bring her comfort. He said, oh, go and sleep with my maid. She will give birth on my laps so that me too, I have comfort. I have a child to hold. She was expecting Ishmael to bring her comfort, but Ishmael brought her wahala rather. Because the maid now realized, Charlie, after what I've done for you, I ain't no maid anymore. I'm sure he'll be there now and then she'll start singing some songs about barrenness. Uh-huh, I know my level. I know my level. 
and Sarah had to be beaten. First lady of the house and of the ministry. Abraham was a big man for you to have a private army. How many people in this world have a private army? Own a private big woman. So Sarah was a big woman. And then you make us, I know my level. <laughs> I think it's painful now. So in rushing to help God, she rather brought herself sorrow. May you never rush to help God and go for sorrow and go for an Ishmael. Wait for the Isaac because the Isaac will come. Don't trade Isaac for Ishmael. Oh, I've been waiting for a long time. So send me Amalekite has come. I think God is a God of mercy. He can touch his heart. He will change. Charlie, that's an Ishmael. Wait for the Isaac. The Isaac will come. The promise will come. No child of God, a female, will serve God faithfully, and God will not sort you out in that aspect of your life. And I pray that every anxiety in that aspect of your life may God take it away today in the name of Jesus. When God says wait, He knows why. And we have even suffered the consequences of Abraham not understanding wait. It's now that Corona has come to take world news center stage. But no crowd will be very soon. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Corona will be a thing of the past very soon. Those days when you open the news, it is Middle East, Israel, Palestine, problems. It's all because of Papa Abi. Papa Abi was not patient. He wanted to help God. He wanted to assist God to let the miracle come to pass. Wars, all those Gulf War and those Middle Eastern wars is because of him. You see, when you have greatness, eh? Small mistakes can affect generations. That's why God will lead you and you not make mistakes. Because you are great. You're, you're des- you have descendants. You have nations in your womb. Nations in your womb. When God says wait, and we think we know more than God, sometimes when human beings think they know more than God, go and ask Moses. God said, I want to destroy these people. They are stiff naked, they are very, very, very dangerous people. Moses went to God to advise him. He said, God, let me tell you something. Maybe you don't realize it. But you have brought these people into the wilderness. If you kill them, our enemies or your enemies, the Egyptians, will say, this useless God just brought them out of Egypt into the wilderness to come and murder them. It sounds sensible. Though. It sounded very sensible. He was giving God counsel. God said, hey, Moses, you are giving me advice. You think I don't know what the Egyptians are thinking? I, I will even know it before they will even think it. And you are giving me advice. I said, okay, let me leave the same people. Until they got to that what your rock, and God said, Speak to the rock. At that time, the same people had vexed him to the point of frustration. May you not vex your pastor to the point of frustration. Where he ministers out of frustration to you. That was what Moses was doing. He was ministering to the people, he was working a miracle, he was administration. But I was doing the administration under frustration. God said, speak to the rock. He said, rock, I go lash you. And he didn't lash the rock once. Two, pa, pa. And God said, you disobeyed me. 
because of this seemingly little thing, you will see Canaan. Hey, God, to his heart, though. You don't let him even see it. Eh? See, look at, look at, you see this corner? You see this, 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 but you will not get there. Sometimes it seems like a very, very small thing and God overreacted. But later on, Paul got a revelation that that rock that was following them in the wilderness was Christ. Hey! Moses large Christ. So the total lashes Jesus received was 41 and not 39. Two of them were given by Moses in the wilderness before he came onto the earth. Hey! That's a serious offense. You lash the son of God. You see, that's what happens when you think you know more than God. I pray that you humble yourself and accept it. When God says wait, you just stay in your track and wait. Because sometimes it may even be your time, but it's not yet your turn. Because there's a queue of people who are under open heavens in this particular time. So there is a queue. And God is doing it one by one. And you don't have to try and jump the queue. Because sometimes when you jump the queue, even if you are five away and the queue is 100 people, they'll tell you, go back. Go and start at the back again. Has it happened to you before? <laughs> they are sharing somewhere and you try and jump. And they do tell, hey, go back. Or sometimes there's traffic somewhere and some people who try and cross. And if there's a sensible policeman. Oh, I remember. Some long time ago, 31st night, we were going to service somewhere. And some people were trying to... This is it. And there was a sensible policeman there. He stopped all of them. He came and stood there. So everybody... And it was a long... There was no way those people would have reached any time. When we passed them, the man fire said, Oh, good policeman, good policeman. <laughs> It may be your time, but it's not your turn. Just be patient and trust God. Hallelujah. He knows what he's about. When he says wait. And when God says yes. Everybody says yes. Yeah. When God says, and God will say yes to your prayer. Hallelujah. Oh, I said God will say yes to your prayer. When God says yes, there are three dimensions in which he answers yes to our prayers. The first dimension is when he answers it within the realm of of the will of man. Uh-huh. Now you are taking a because it didn't come in the first service. <laughs> when he answers the yes within the realm of the will of man, what do I mean by that? That means God has answered. He says yes. He has given the go ahead for the thing to happen. But it would take a man for what you have prayed for to manifest. So God has okayed your promotion. But your managing director must take the pen and write a letter of promotion for you and increase your salary. So God can say yes, but the thing is within the realm of the will of man. And I've taught you here that the will of man is the strongest thing God gave anybody. It's stronger than your faith. Why? Because it's the only thing God cannot touch. God can't touch your will. Your will is so strong that God with all his power and his whatever, you can use your will to reject him. That God, I don't like you. I won't worship you. And God can't do anything about it. Your will is so powerful, eh? And you see, in the same light, if this your will can resist God, how much more the devil? Between God and the devil, who is stronger? Your will can resist the devil. This be certain sin, I'm done with it. It's over. I'm not doing it again. 
can answer yes, but it's within the realm of the will of man. So a human being must move for the thing to happen. That's where sometimes it becomes a problem. That's what God has okayed it to. And because God can't touch the will of a man, he can only suggest. Hallelujah. Any human being that is sitting on anything that is meant for you, may, may the Lord begin to rain coals of fire upon their head. There's somebody who must take a pen and write something that must move you forward. If the person is delaying as a result of his own will, may God begin to torment that person in their dream. So sometimes the will of man can cause a delay. God has okayed it. As of the will of man, God can touch it. God can cajole your heart. He can try and move your heart and everything. But that final decision is yours. That is why God cannot touch our will and force us to love him. Otherwise, it's not correct love. That's why I don't understand those people who go to a juju man and go and collect juju, give it to somebody to eat, and the person loves them. He's following them. Ju, 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 ju. Bring 100 Ghana cities. So, to take 200. <laughs> it's not your own will. Uh-huh, I forget that thing that they, they begin with. I don't know whether that thing is true. May nobody use anything like that on you in the name of Jesus. Ah. True love must be out of the person's own will. So God can answer yes, but it's within the realm of the will of man. Number two, when he answers it in the angelic realm. So there's a realm of the will of man But there's another realm where it's angels who must carry it out The first one is men who must carry it out The second one is angels who must carry it out So Daniel prayed in Daniel chapter 10 God answered But then The answer had to come to Gabriel And as we know He got resistance from the prince of Persia and today we pray any resistance in the second heavens there are prayers you pray during the 14 days of fasting god has released the answers already but there are some occupants of the second heavens who have decided that we will withhold the answer and today in the name of jesus we fire the fire of the holy ghost we fire the blood of jesus into the second heavens and we release any angel that has been held back and prevented from bringing that answer to you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth because these things do happen war in the heavenlies when god decides to use angels and other angels decide that we are going to stand in the way i thank god the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds and then the last realm is when god himself steps into the situation and i pray that that will be your portion in the name of jesus when God will leave everything he's doing and step into the very situation and begin to cause things to move and begin to move things himself where he doesn't need anybody to do anything but he himself by his finger and by his hand causes things to happen in your life. And I pray that that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. So these are some dynamics. And if you understand these things, you will not fight with God. You don't get angry with God unnecessarily. Accept the fact that your understanding is limited. Accept the fact that you can't understand everything and you can't understand God fully. Understand the fact that you don't understand. And as I told them in the morning, 
Somebody said, I understand that I don't understand, but I will still stand. Hallelujah. Whatever the situation, understand that you don't understand, but still stand in the will of God. I pray that God will bring you to the place of trusting him totally with every fiber of your being. It doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in. It may look bad, but trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Believe that God has your best interest at heart. It may look like the thing is not going the way you expect it to go. It may look like the thing is not as fast as you want it to go. But a delay is not a denial in God's dictionary. The two words don't mean the same thing. Just take heart and believe in God and trust in Him. And in due time, He will manifest His glory in your life. I want you to close your eyes and stand to your feet as we pray. I want us to take two prayer points. The first of them has to do with God answering yes. In the realm of the will of man you want to pray maybe there are some things that must happen in your life there are some things that must move in a certain direction but it's just some human beings that are not moving you want to pray today in the name of jesus that the holy spirit himself will begin to work on those people maybe some letter somebody has to write maybe it's not for you a brother of yours a sister of yours a call somebody must make to somebody a letter somebody must receive it's a, a, a certain email something that must happen for something significant to happen in somebody's life you want to pray that the holy spirit himself shall take absolute control lift up your voice and begin to pray right now maybe it might not be you but somebody you know a friend of yours a brother of yours some employment somebody needs somewhere i feel very strongly the heavens are open for that to happen today in the place of prayer in the name of jesus christ of nazareth anybody that is sitting on any good thing you want to pray that the person will be uncomfortable in their seats you want to pray that the person will be uncomfortable in their idleness that they'll begin to move for those things to happen in the mighty name of jesus maybe it's it's it's, it's, it's got to do with schooling maybe it's got to do with a scholarship maybe it's got to do with traveling and somebody is just being stubborn somebody is just being difficult we rain the coast of heaven upon that person may that person be uncomfortable wherever they are in the name of jesus if there is energy that the person needs to begin to move let the holy spirit provide that energy right now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth in the name of jesus if it is a laziness we come against that laziness right now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god maybe a letter somebody has to stump and it is just delaying right now as we pray may the lord send his angels to touch that individual to move the heart of that individual to begin to cause that which god has ordained to come to pass in the mighty name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god maybe it's something you won't change that is not changing somebody must change something in your favor and it is not changing in the name of jesus christ of nazareth we pray lord that in the place of prayer today let that matter be settled in the spirit let it manifest in the physical in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the bible says no good thing will he withhold from you the lord has sent many good things the lord has released many good things unto us and unto our families but sometimes the will of man stands in the way of those things 
We pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord shall touch any individual. The Lord shall touch anybody that is standing in the way. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Maybe somebody has promised you to introduce you to somebody. And that introduction is meant to bring a major breakthrough in your life. That introduction is meant to change things in your life. But the thing is delaying. You want to pray that Lord, the Holy Spirit shall touch that individual. Let that person do that which he has to do. Right now in the name of Jesus. Stand in the gap on behalf of your friends. Stand in the gap on behalf of your relatives. Stand in the gap on behalf of your friends. In the name of Jesus Christ, that brother of yours, that sister of yours, things must begin to move in their life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God, oh Holy Spirit, touch them. Holy Spirit, move them. Anybody standing in the way, anybody standing in the gap, anybody being a Haman, anybody being a Ziba, in the name of Jesus, we clear them out of the way. Let the wind of the Spirit blow them out of the way. In the name of Jesus, anybody acting as a barricade to the will of God, may the Lord take those people out of the way. In the name of Jesus, let the wind of the Spirit begin to blow. In the name of Jesus, let the hand of the Lord begin to touch. In the name of Jesus. Secondly, I want you to pray. Any angels that have been sent to bring answers to your prayers and have been hindered in the second heavens, Today we deploy the weapons of heaven. We deploy the wind of the spirit. We deploy the blood of Jesus. We deploy the name of Jesus. We deploy the power of prayer. And we are causing that angel to be released to, to bring that answer to that prayer to you in the name of Jesus. In Daniel's time, the angel of darkness or the prince of Persia withheld the angel of God for 21 days. I don't know how many days it's been since we finished the fasting and prayer. But today we want to settle it in the spirit. Anything that is withholding the answers of our prayers. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus and we command a release. We protect the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed before the foundations of the world. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And today we protect the blood of Jesus into the second heavens anything that is withholding our prayer answers anything that is withholding our healing anything that is withholding our deliverance anything that is withholding our breakthrough today we deliver it by the blood in the name of jesus lift up your voice and begin to pray right now lift up your voice and begin to pray right now we end that battle in the realm of the spirit we declare that every other name will fade away at the mention of the name Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that indeed Jesus Christ is Lord. Anything causing unnecessary delays in your life, if the delay is from the realm of the Spirit, today we command an end to that delay in the name of Jesus. Any delay to your marriage that is coming from the realm of darkness, command a halt to that delay in the name of Jesus anything causing blockages anything causing barricades anything causing delays in the realm of the spirit every foul spirit of darkness every dark entity in the name of Jesus we bind and we take it out of the way 
and we command the roads to be open, the highways to be open, the channels of heaven to be open. May we receive that which is due us in the name of Jesus. We come not in our own name, but in the name of the Lord of hosts, the name that when mentioned every knee shall bow, name that when mentioned every tongue shall confess that indeed Jesus Christ is Lord. The delay in that financial breakthrough, the delay in that help you have been waiting for, the delay in that answer to that prayer, today we command a whole to wait in the realm of the Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. The weapons of our warfare are not cannot, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of struggle, casting down imagination, and every high thing that exhausts itself above the knowledge of God. Lord, answer us speedily. May we see the physical manifestation of your promises that you have made unto us in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, give somebody a testimony from this meeting. The stagnation ended today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today is the 21st of February. I believe we ended the fast on 31st January. So it's exactly 21 days. And we are declaring that as it happened in the days of Daniel. On this 21st day, let there be an end to every contention in the second heavens. Where the answers to our prayers are concerned in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If Daniel didn't go beyond 21 days, we will not go beyond 21 days. And we are declaring by faith, we are declaring by the power of the blood, that that contention should end in the realm of the spirit on this 21st day let the angels break through the second heavens and bring you your answer before midnight today lift up your voice and begin to pray right now Oh, your prayer request for healing, your prayer request for that breakthrough financially, for that educational health. On this 21st day, we declare, we declare in the name of Jesus that we are seeing speedy answers. We are seeing answers to the prayers. We are seeing the manifestation of our prayers from tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God, let every other name fade away. We exalt the name of Jesus above every circumstance. We exalt the name of Jesus above every obstacle. We exalt the name of Jesus above every delay in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Shadata Makota Nazareth, in Tekato Saman Tekabahai, I do Satona Bakata Bate, 
Let the angels break through. Let the angels break through with answers. Let the angels break through with answers. Let the angels break through with solution. Let the angels break through with help. Let the angels break through with healing. Let the angels break through with financial help. Let the angels break through with healing, with miracles, with miracles, with signs, with wonders. On this 21st day, after the fast, Lord, give somebody a testimony. Give somebody a testimony, Lord. Give somebody a testimony. You are the God of miracles, signs and wonders. information reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our facebook page the overflow worship center stay blessed overflow 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 overflow